Hello, welcome back to the World Living Podcast. Okay, I'm Keith Anderson, okay, the founder of World Living Mental Health, and uh, glad to have you on board. Okay, and, and today my guest is my regular, Kat Davis. Welcome, Kat. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Wonderful, thanks. Okay. Now, Kat and I, we have a little chat before we launch this each time. Okay, and it's this what it is, a little chat to sort of have a little, little, little guy line. Okay, so, so today's topic is... The world living message or vision, okay, and it's it's actually one of hope, healing, health, and happiness. The four H's, as some people call it, and really, it just those four H's kind of list out our journey through mental health challenges. Okay, so Kat and I thought we'd address the four H's. Okay, in in our podcast today, we're going to talk about hope and healing. Next podcast, we'll deal with health and happiness, and so hope, healing. That is the topic for today. Great. Okay. Um, hope. Back in the dark days of my depression, okay, um, I had none. I had no hope whatsoever. In a span of five days, I lost my my health, my career. Um, I had a mental breakdown one evening. I came from a Friday morning practicing law. To the following Tuesday night, collapsed in my bed, actually in my sister's bed in, in Halifax, in her, in her house, okay? Um, it just, just gone to pieces, okay? So, you know, to get up the following morning and realize, what now with my life? What do I do? Where do I go? You know, why am I hopeful? I thought, hope for what? Okay, everything I had worked for, wanted, okay? You know, an amazing girlfriend, okay? My career was was gone my health was gone i didn't understand the health part okay i didn't like logically it made no sense okay from again practicing law to being in bed class for, for a number of months it made it, it made no connection logically it did not fit so again like hopeful for what why bother okay was there an element of self-pity in there yeah probably okay i'll, I'll be honest i mean i kind of felt you know a bit sorry a bit sad about stuff but the depression was, you know, took hold, okay, and took me down. So what do I now do with my life? Okay, you know, what do I wish for? What do I hope for? How do I, you know, have faith in myself? Um, the thing I held on to, okay, and I've mentioned this to, to, to other people, okay, in conversation, my family, my mother, my sister, her husband, there are two children, my niece and nephew, okay, they had the hope for me. They knew I would get healthy. They knew I would bounce back. They knew I would rebound, whatever you want to call it. But they had hope for me. Okay. And I kind of trusted them enough to go, okay, I'll just kind of hold on to that, I guess. Okay. <laughs> and, see, and see where that may take me. Okay. Because um, the darkness was still around me. It still enveloped me. Um, you know, I had no purpose. I felt I had no reason to sort of get up in the morning and function, okay, what to do. It took a while to get to, to, to you know, a, a place of a, a plateau where I thought, okay, what can I do with my life? So hope was was a struggle for me. Kat, what, what, what are your thoughts on, on that, please? What do you think? I think it's interesting that with hope, you talk immediately about your family and your support system. Um, it almost sounds to me like you had no hope, but someone else did and you were able to connect with that and that was how you were able to grow is that a, is that a, that exactly right? yep that's how I felt okay yeah 
Um, I think it's super interesting if you guys have ever watched like antidepressant commercials or even like commercials for mood stablers or antipsychotics or just other mental health medications. They always have this caveat. It says this medication will work, has proven to work, blah, 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 with support. So they don't say this is the miracle drug. You're automatically going to be okay. They always have to say you need support. And I've absolutely found that as well. Um, I can remember the exact moment when I had lost all hope. I was just placed into my second psychiatric hospital. Um, I had been in my first psychiatric hospital one month before. I had hope when I left that I said I was never going back. And here I was in my second hospital. I had dropped out of college. I had always been a high performer. Um, but I dropped out of college and I just looked around. None of the people looked like me. I had never interacted with people like this before. I was very nervous. Um, one of the guys came up to me and said he was here to avoid jail time. That freaked me out. Um, I've, I'm from a very um, upper middle class family and I had not to date spent a ton of time with people um, going to jail or just like with mental illness so devastating that they were in hospitals and I just looked around and I lost hope completely and that part is so interesting to me because I um, I gained a little tiny bit of hope 24 48 hours later and I got that hope when I went to my meeting um, with my psychiatrist. This was my fifth psychiatry meeting. Uh, my fifth psychiatrist in four months, maybe. And he diagnosed me with bipolar disorder. And in that instant, I remember there was a little tiny itty bitty spark that maybe if this was right, if this was the proper diagnosis, if this was the treatment, that maybe it was going to be okay. And I mean, I had to hang on to that little bit of hope every day. And I had enormous support from family and friends. And with that, I was able to make it out. But, oh my gosh, so, many days it was day to day. And it just felt like things were never going to get better. And it's so interesting because now things are better than they've ever been. Mm -hmm. But when I was in that hospital, you couldn't have told me anything and I would not have believed you ever, ever, ever. I, I, I know what you're saying. Okay. It matches you know, so well with, with my experience. Okay. And, and that, you know, but for my family, I, 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 I would have been at one point perhaps homeless. Okay. Perhaps um, completely undone. Okay. Perhaps, you know, just, so, uh, you know, a waste of life, perhaps. Um, a lot of perhaps is in there, but that's kind of what was going through my head at the time. Okay, what if, what if? And I remember going to therapy for the first few times, okay? Incredibly anxious, of course, okay? Not knowing what to expect, what to talk about, what to discuss, how it would unfold. Um, um, never been to therapy before. Never had any dealings with anybody who had been to therapy before. So I, I had no concept at all. And it took a, a few sessions, and I, I started to realize, okay, you know, I, I'm, I have an illness, depression. Okay, it's serious. Um, we'll see where it goes. And I remember one evening, 
um, I went online a lot, of course, because you know that was my world. I had nobody else, sort of, but my family and in, in, in my in my in my laptop. And I went to the, the Canadian Mental Association's website. I wanted to learn what depression is and what, what's involved and so on. And, and I read the checklist of depression that they had up at the time. And there might have been there were maybe six six or seven you know symptoms of, of, of depression. I checked up every one of them in my head. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And it was a little unsettling that I was that ill, okay. But it was also like, oh, I am just ill. And I say just not to belittle it, but just to recognize it, it, it is an illness, depression. Now, okay, maybe I can get healthy. Maybe I can have a second chance uh, uh, to have a healthy lifestyle and have a, have a life, a healthy life. And that's sort of was, was the moment, okay, a little bit of hope came in. Okay, uh, it, it was a, there's a sliver, if you will, in my mind. Okay, there's this moment of, of, of hopefulness. Uh, okay, you know, let's, let's, let's see what I can do here now. Okay, and that's where I went. Okay, and from then on, it was a, a baby steps. Okay, but they were huge steps to me. Okay, um, and it was a, you know, took years to get healthy. And well, yeah, I'm like you, here I am, healthy as I've ever been. Okay. And, and, and doing well with my life. So, hey, wonderful, excellent. So there we are, okay? Now, the healing, I was kind of getting to the healing process there because as the hopeness, hopefulness comes in and you feel, okay, you, can, you maybe have a, a, a chance at a better life or, or healthy lifestyle, um, the healing process. And, you know, I wanted to get healthy. Uh, you know, when people ask me, in conversation and part of my presentation sometimes I show, you know, how I got healthy and the usual. Okay. You know, my family, of course, like I mentioned, okay. Wonderful therapist, weekly therapy for two years. Okay. And once a month for another year after that, two friends who came forward to, to help me and me, I worked hard to get healthy. Okay. And I'm proud of it. Okay, you know, there were days I didn't want to leave my house to go for a walk. There were days I did not want to read a book. There were days, but you know, you kind of now that you force yourself, but you, you know, you take that initiative. You kind of grab onto yourself and go, okay, go for that walk. It will make a difference in your day, and it usually did. Okay, so I worked at that. Okay, and that's a, a big component, I think, of, of of healing, is to take responsibility, sort of, to understand what you have, and to try things. Okay, walking was huge for me to get healthy. Okay, my therapist is just meditation. Okay, now meditation and me just did, don't go. Okay, you know, but I trusted her. I went for a weekend training session. Okay, and it was incredible how it helped me. And I still meditate all these years later. You know, you've got to be sort of open minded to, to, to kind of, you know, how do I make my life better? Okay, and, and take the initiative and work at it. It's super interesting that you specifically mentioned meditation because I was the exact same way. I was like that with meditation. I was like that with group therapy. Both of them, I immediately wrote off. I said, I can't do group therapy. I will never relate to these people. Everyone is older than me. No, only a couple people have bipolar disorder. What, what does it matter to me? And I was wrong. My second thing was meditation. Oh, that's some voodoo crazy stuff. There's no way that'll work for me. I think a lot of people associate meditation with, oh, I'm too smart for that, or I'm too busy for that, and blah, 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 or at least I certainly did, and I was dead wrong. 
Um, the first time I tried meditation, I had a panic attack because it was just like the silence was deafening. And after that, I just tried and tried and tried. And I got to where I was able to meditate for, I think the longest I did in my first hospital was 30 minutes, which is insane. I wasn't perfect at it and do not expect to be perfect at it. Not for a long time. And even if you've been practicing for years, days where your mind just doesn't shut up, but that's okay. It's still, it's still healing to have those couple of minutes where it does work, even a couple of seconds. And I think that's super important for healing. Um, do you want me to jump in with my process? Sure. Yeah, please. Yep. I, so back to where I was, I was just diagnosed with bipolar and this psychiatrist was just amazing. He, um, I was able to get out of the hospital. I needed 48 hours to uh, try my new meds to make sure I wasn't going to be super suicidal or have any bad side effects. And then he released me. And before he let me go, he said, you need to buy this book, The Bipolar Disorder Survival Guide. He was like, I know that you want to learn about this. And this is a great way for you to figure out what's going on. And him giving me that book was incredible. I mean, I read the it's a textbook pretty much and I read the entire thing all the way through and I've just retained so much of it so much more than I've retained in most of my classes just because I was so interested in it and so desperate to understand what was going on with me and I remember coming back to um, my first meeting with him outside of the hospital and (laughs) he just looks at me and he asks he goes these are the medications that you're on right now since you've been reading the book, do you think these are the right ones? And I was just shocked because no one had asked my opinion before um, with my diagnosis or anything. And we talked about it and I said, yeah, I think those are pretty good medications. And we talked about my treatment. He said, he just asked me like, do you think that your therapy is working? What kind of, what, what are you doing? And I just told him and that was fabulous for me because I'm just so analytical. I wanted to understand what was going on in my brain so badly. And he told me, he goes, I think you know more about bipolar disorder than any other patient I've ever had. And it was because I just wanted to understand so badly. And that was so important to my healing because once I started understanding, then I could start forgiving and I needed to forgive. I needed to forgive others but most importantly I needed to forgive myself and it was tough because I couldn't decide like what parts were my mental illness what parts were me what should I apologize for for what should people apologize to me for should I reach out to people that I need to apologize to should I wait for them to reach out to me I just had no idea and with this um contemplation came a lot of guilt as I was just slowly but surely remembering all the things that I've done all the people that I'd hurt and I was just overwhelmed and I had to take a step back talk to my therapist with it a lot meditate do things for me and realize it didn't matter ultimately it didn't matter I could apologize to the people I felt the need to apologize to The people I didn't feel like I could come forward with, I wrote it down, wrote it down and got it out of my brain because otherwise it was reeling and reeling and reeling, writing it down, 
put it on paper and there it is. That's my apology to the people that I cannot apologize to. And of course, I had to forgive people who I thought had hurt me. And at the end of the day, those are the things I did. And then I had to move on. That was the biggest part is that I had to move on. There was no point in figuring out what was my illness, what was me, because at the end of the day, someone was hurt. So I just had to do that. And with that came tremendous healing. And I think that was the most important realization for me was that the past, ultimately, you can't change it. You can apologize and you can move forward. Yeah, you're you're spot on. Okay. I want one quick story, okay? The idea of forgiveness. Back in in the dark days, okay, I had a girlfriend. The most I'm making, I can discuss her, her because she's has said so, okay? She's going to give me permission to do so, okay? The most incredible person I've ever dated in, in my life, okay? Just the one, let's say that, okay? Didn't go well because of my depression. And, and, and about two years after my breakdown, okay, she and I kind of kept in touch a bit. I got a message one a few days, you know, prior to, you know, and, and she said, you know, can we get together? Who? that was a tough one. Okay, we did. Okay, we went for coffee. Okay, at a Starbucks. And it was difficult. Okay, it was it was overwhelming. Okay, I arrived early like I usually do. Okay, and I paced the parking lot. Okay, you know, as anxious as anything. And she arrived. She pulled up in her vehicle. And we talked and I apologized. Okay. Um, the guilt or whatever, you, whatever it is within, within myself, like you said, within yourself. Okay. I just, I wanted to, to, to apologize for how I treated her, my behavior, my, how I isolated her. Okay. Cut her off of, of certain things in my life, how I behaved at times. Okay. Cause I want to just hide away. Um, and her answer was, yeah, I, you know, no need to. Okay, I understand it was your depression. Okay, that acceptance on her part was 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 amazing. Okay, it took away so much whatever in my head, in my heart too. Okay, I'll be honest, of guilt, of awkwardness, of 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 the the, the past treatment behavior. It was just just this, this huge weight was gone. I didn't know I had the huge weight until it was gone, and you realize, ooh. Wow. Okay. I feel, yeah, you know, somebody very special to me, very important to me, understood, accepted me, what I had done, how I behaved because I had depression. Okay. She got it. She understood me. That was amazing. Okay. And that was a huge pro, a huge step in my, in my healing process as well. Okay. So I get what you're saying. Okay. Kat. I mean, yeah, you know, we're there. Yeah. Okay. And it's definitely, I wish I'd had that moment of acceptance and it took me a really long time for me to realize that the people that I wanted acceptance from, and there were a few, I wasn't going to be able to talk to them for one reason or another. I wasn't going to get to hear that acceptance, but I had to accept it myself. And I think those are both so important is to realize that you will get the acceptance one way or another. And that is just so relieving to know that someone else can hold that for you or you can hold that for yourself. And 
what's better than that? Knowing that you will be accepted. You will be accepted 100%. There will be a way. Yeah. How nice is that? I agree. That's it. We all want to be accepted and understood and we all want to fit in and belong somewhere. Okay. And even if there's an acknowledgement that, yeah, I get it, Keith. Okay. I understand. Words like that can, can, you know, can, can mean so much. Okay. And can change one's life to such an extent that that's where we are. Okay. So here we are, Kat. Okay. Understanding each other, accepting each other. So, Hey, that's pretty cool too, right? Yeah. I accept <laughs> everything that you've done. I don't even know it, but I accept it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And, and, and we understand that. Okay. And, and yeah, you know, here we are now. Okay. And the, in the, in, in the, the, the best we've been. Okay. And, 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 with so much goodness coming forth yet. For sure. You know, we got a lot happening. So, hey, um, yeah. So I think we'll wrap up. That's on a good note. Okay. Everybody tune in next podcast for health and happiness. Those are big ones yeah. as well. Okay. I'm sure we'll have a lot to discuss, on, uh, you know, on those topics as well. So, hey. so thanks for tuning in. Okay. Cat, wonderful again. Thank you. Thank you. My heart feels just so calm right now. Just, I, I needed this podcast right now. <laughs> I just feel, whew, it's good to, it's good to hear. Sometimes you just have to tell yourself, yeah. no matter how healthy you are, I am the sanest I've ever been. And it still just felt nice. So good. good. This has been awesome. Wonderful. Same here. Okay. Yeah. It means a lot to me for sure. Okay. Take care, everybody. Bye.